all you Holly weirdos. Happy 2024. And already this new year is starting to feel a little weird, which means we are long overdue for a Listener's Tales episode. Yes, we must summon the Listener's Tales series spirit from June of 2023 when we had last completed our most recent one. Now, our amazing Hollyweird listeners have submitted their paranormal experiences that will leave you on the edge of your seat. From ghostly encounters in a medical lab to inexplicable supernatural phenomenon in Vancouver, Canada, we have a pretty interesting yet captivating mix of stories that will send shivers down your spine. The passion and courage it takes for our sweet, dear Hollyweird listeners To share these deeply personal accounts is truly commendable. But you know what's also commendable is uh, Bryce Mitchell Williams unlocking a new fear when some of these stories are supported with some pretty scary photographs. As we read through each story, our heart truly races, accompanied by many goosebumps that cover our bodies. So you already know the drill, and if you don't, then you want to prepare a checklist so Please gather your crystals, grab that salt shaker, and sprinkle a circle of salt. If you don't have any and you have that old crusty, dusty, musty salt lamp sitting on your bookcase, then you definitely want to wipe away the dust and give it a few licks because we are about to get Holly Weird with our listeners' tales. Hey guys, welcome back to Hollyweird Paranormal Podcast. We have risen from our winter slumber and are dreading to go back to our winter jobs right now. Yes, I was born to hibernate. Just put me in the cave and let me sleep. As we were talking before, behind off the bikes, Bryce, you had a very nice vacation. Yes. In your motherland of Ohio, right? Yes, yes. Is it still haunted? Is it still cold? <laughs> it's still cold. I don't know if it's haunted, but it's definitely cold. Although I mean, it was like the first day I was there, it was like 70. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like, it's going to be pretty mild. And like the very next day, it was like 10 degrees. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Well, this is what I remember. <laughs> Did you miss Los Angeles after being there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is always like nice. I like I guess snow at Christmas and we went to my brother-in-law's like family's house and they live like up closer to Cleveland and there was like a little bit of snow and that was very cute but then like pretty much the second New Year's is over I'm like well I'm ready for warm weather I know we stayed here we had the staycation another year we're still spending money on our condo we're installing tours which are important and yeah it's expensive man but we're making it it looks nice we just it's just a lot of work it's just a lot of freaking work but we slept a lot we ate a lot we traveled to mexico and yeah for new year's it was really awesome and then came back and hit the grind again yes now i need another break (laughs) yes per usual that's the thing i always need a break from any time away i'm like oh i still need time off yeah. 
But um, during that time off, guys, you were still sending us some scary stories. And we are definitely prepared for another delicious helping of your listeners' tales. These are tales from our listeners who've experienced something otherworldly, something they can't explain, and they really want to share it with all of you guys. So we love doing these episodes. We haven't done one, I think, since the summer, so since June. I I know, it's crazy. And we have quite a bit of really great ones. So um, you had one from our friend Connie. Yes. So if you want to make so brave, (laughs) new bravery, new perfect reading voice, (laughs) it's all happening for me. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So this is from our listener, Connie. Okay. It says, hey, y'all. So I've been listening to the podcast and find it absolutely fascinating. Thank you. I have messaged you guys about my curiosity and man's death, and you so kindly responded, which is super awesome. Thank you for that. That's Tammy. She's the best. I figured I would tell you my personal experience with the ghost realm. First, let me start by saying that I do see things and feel, and sometimes I hear them. We love the Claire's. It was something that was passed down to me and other members of the family by my grandmother, who is still alive. I love that. But she is someone who can hear and see spirits, and she can also read tarot and Espanola cards. Ooh, obsessed. I love that. That is so awesome. I'm having, like, a little bit of a tarot moment, more so than normal, because I kind of always am. But I know. I'm, like, I don't know. Well, you have the man bun, the... um, (laughs) Yes. The... Um, your jewelry, your, your, um, cause every, anytime I see a guy doing tarot, they always have like a bunch of jewelry on their fingers. Yes, you have to. Zachariah the witch. Yes. (laughs) No one does tarot like him. It is. Of course not. No one does anything like him. Grace and grit. Yes. And like the kindest, harsh truths you'll ever hear. (laughs) (laughs) He did my numerology. I'll talk about it later. But let's get back to Connie. Yes, and grandmotherly tarot. I'm very here for that. Mm-hmm. I learned a few years back that on my grandmother's side, we have gypsy ancestry. And on my grandfather's side, we have some type of Indian ancestry. Not exactly sure what that would be considered since my grandparents are Colombian. That's interesting. And my dad is also very attuned with the spiritual realm because he sees as well. Oh, you're getting it from both sides. Wow. On to the story. Years ago, before I had my kids, I was really great friends with my manager from the veterinary office I worked with. She used to tell me there was something in her home and she always felt uncomfortable and her dogs would go crazy on a regular basis. Look, animals know. They know. One day I went to visit her since I was not feeling well and I just wanted some company. The way her house was set up, it was a small home. You walk in the front door to the living room and you can see the dining area that opens into the kitchen. I know exactly what you're talking about. We used to live in this exact layout. (laughs) <laughs> to the right of the living room was a hallway with the bedrooms, yes. In the dining area, she had a mirror wall. Hilarious. Uh, typical 80s style. Love it. Uh, and we are sitting, I talk, as we are sitting there talking, I look over to the mirror, ew, and I see a man walk in the hallway. Ah, gross. No, no, no. He was tall, shaggy brownish, blonde hair, jeans, and a blue and white striped shirt. When I have seen an apparition, I can see details such as I described, but the apparition is also not clear. The only way I can describe it, it's like a blurry picture, but mostly in the face area. Initially, I thought it was her son because of the shaggy hair. But when I looked around, ugh, it was just me and her at the house. No, no. 
But the biggest question that always comes to mind when people describe seeing an apparition, especially of a man, like, but was he cute? Yeah. I'm so like the need more and goes like, I want that. Yeah, it, it'll definitely, it'll definitely, <laughs> <I want> it. <laughs> it'll extend my fuse. If the, if the apparition is cute, I'll definitely have more patience for it. But like, why is there a man in my house? I don't know about that. Get out of my house. Even when I'm dating people, I'm like, can you just go? Like, I need a space. I cannot have people all up in my goodies. Like, no, what, you need to go. What if it's like a ghost daddy? Like, what if he's cute and he could pay your bills? Like, he's like, wait, I have yeah, some staff to do that somewhere. Yes, he daddy. Can do that from his course. house. Like, he can do that on his time in his house. Like, he doesn't have to be in my house i just think that's like really important to establish boundaries so i don't know yes look for real if they are cute it definitely extends my patience I'll, i will give you that but like not in the house <laughs> not in the hallway um anyway let me find my phone my friend asked me what was wrong and i explained what i saw she looked at me and she said hang on and jumped up out of her seat oh no she came speed walking back to the dining room with a photo album in hand. She opened it up, pointed at an old picture and asked if this is who I saw. And I looked and said, holy shit, who is that? The person in the image was her, I don't know, was her ex-husband who had passed of a drug overdose when their son was born. That's really sad. In the picture, he was wearing exactly what I saw in the mirror. I believe this was my first time seeing something like that. Weird shit continued to happen in her house to the point that she began praying to saints and putting pictures of saints around her house for protection. One day, I guess it got so bad she asked me if I would get her holy water from the church. Damn. Well, I was raised Catholic, but did not practice because I don't vibe with that. Agreed. But I said, okay, and I agreed to help her out. I went to the local church and got one of those little plastic bottles that say holy water on the front of it that you can get in the little store of the church and went along and dipped the bottle in the stoop and filled the bottle. I think that's how you say it. I know what she's talking about, but I'm not yeah. sure yet. And I went to her house and handed it to her and told her to cleanse her house, say whatever prayers come to her for protection, and remain positive and faithful in what she is saying. No shit. Three days later, she called me and told me she needs me to come over to see the bottle of holy water. Oh, no. So I drove over, got to the house. It was whole milk. Eh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any almond milk anywhere. Uh... <laughs> So I drove over, got to her house, and she showed me the bottle. The freaking bottle was full of oil. What? I said, what the fuck happened? Sorry, I cussed like a sailor. Girl, me too. I like For <laughs> one sentence of this, I thought about editing, and I was like, eh, no, I don't care. She said she cannot explain it. I opened the bottle and smelled it to see if it smelled like vegetable oil or olive oil or any kind of oil, and it had no smell whatsoever, but the oil was clear and clean, just dark. Ugh. So stated, the oil has been in her room since that's where the most activity seems to happen. And at that point, she's scared. Oh, at that point, I was like, yeah, you're going to have to speak to some type of spiritual guidance. I'm not sure if she ever pursued anything. I think she learned to live with the dark shadows and voices of the house. Oh, my goodness. Sadly, after I had my daughter and then became busy with being a mom and moved away, we lost touch. And I learned, oh, and I learned later on she passed a few years ago. As my first of many other ghost stories, I look at the email and I feel like I went on a long ass rant. No, not at all. That is not the oil. Ugh. Well, here's the thing. Catholic, former Catholic here. Yeah. Um, oil is used in holy water. It's either salt, but they do use, they do put a small amount of it in holy water for baptisms. 
Would it turn black? Um, I don't know. I don't think it would. Unless, that's crazy. Unless ashes may have gotten in it. Mm. I mean, that's a possibility. Something could have gotten in it. Oh. You know, that is another, that's another one. But, um, yeah, that's very... Oh, Connie. That it did no. turn dark. And I'm but I'm really, I'm really interested in knowing what ha like what she has been going through in the house because like i mentioned before are we dealing with apparitions or are we dealing with parallel dimensions are we seeing you know her ex-husband in his real time or is yeah. it ritual where we're seeing our like a constant rewind so that's something really i'm interested in knowing yeah and learning but definitely she has abilities and definitely yeah we go to our beliefs you know, whether we're, you know, Hindu, whether we're, you know, um, we are Catholic or even, you know, what whatever spiritualism we claim, yeah. like we, you know, definitely use those types of oils, those waters and yeah. prayers as a way to push out what is not wanted. So. Well, and I think like we always talk about, but Connie kind of mentioned it too. And it's like, yeah, the, the ritual itself is part of it but I think the main thing is like setting your intentions setting your yeah. boundaries and holding your positive energy as a boundary I think it's so important that it's she included exactly, that like yeah, yeah I, I can help all I want but like the main thing is that like you say what comes to your mind yeah. and like you set the boundary with firmness and like intention I love that oh my god if you guys follow me on my TikTok I posted season two episode six of this bowl on Hulu and there's this episode where we see the uh, it's the main character's mom. She goes and cleans this house and she helps this old woman who's the owner of the house. And she's like, there's ghosts in the house. And she's like, but the mom's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And then you see her <laughs> raise her hands and she <laughs> starts cursing in Spanish at the ghosts. <laughs> and it is hilarious. Fuera de acá, de esta casa. It is hilarious. But yes, I've heard my mom curse to the air in one house that we visited in Honduras. And she was like, Fuera de aquí. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cursing in Spanish. And yeah. You don't want to mess with those moms, no ma'am. You no, know, Hispanic moms had the chancla, the robes, the vicks, everything, man. They they know how to put down. Yeah, but, yeah. Around. <laughs> but oh man, she living away we lost touch and i learned later on she passed away a few years later that is oh that's yeah incredible. but i mean at least you you attempted to help but you know in cases like this we need each other and we need that support so that's awesome connie yeah. thanks connie i know thank you so much so that's an awesome story and no, and no men in my hallway thank you and you have balls girl you have a lot of balls some yeah, people truly. don't have to do anything and that's amazing that you went and you helped all right, so this is a little story of our friend named Lucky. <laughs> Just really cool. <laughs> Anytime I say or open a sentence with, and this is a story. I, think I know, yeah. Have to. <laughs> this is our story of our friend David from Canada. Now, David Hi. sent us a little spicy email saying that he loved the podcast. However, we seem to go on with those, our social chatter. Um, That's fair. It is. <laughs> But it's our podcast, and we will do what we want. Exactly, but... Sorry that I'm not short-winded. We had respectful banter back and forth, and 
he was really awesome. He was really cool. So um... look, he's not wrong. <laughs> no one's sitting here defending that that's no. what's happening. But he he loved my uh, response. He loved the the correspondence and everything because you know I'm always a good sport. I'm like you know if you hate us you hate us whatever. If you love yeah. us wonderful. Welcome to welcome to the Hollywood team. Yeah. So um so he goes on. He tells me the story and he gave me uh, permission to share. So Thank David, you. if you're out there, um, we hope you love the banter. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. You're one of our favorite homies in Vancouver. So he tells me Thank we have Holly Weird North here in Vancouver. And there's lots of paranormal, abnormal, normal stuff going on here, um, too, that would be interesting to investigate, which is true. Um, our friend Bridget Marquardt yes. um, was invited to go and investigate a couple of locations there a couple months ago. So it's really interesting to see what's up in the Canadian location. Um, so he says that a lot of people don't know about it, but there is a lot of weird stuff in Canada. Of course, we have celebrities, hotels, and reporting st um, studio stories too. I myself have been in what some people would call bizarre situations. Mm. Yes, if you live in Los Angeles, there's a plethora of them too. Yes. I'll share a quick one. They seemed more bizarre to me 30 years ago. I guess I'm finally get, I finally get used to it. So in spring of 1980, no, 1993, at my ranch where we were doing full moon gatherings, every month for three years, we would gather around a medicine wheel base on native indigenous traditions from throughout the world. At the first gathering, we approximately had 35 people there for the ceremony. Afterwards, we would socialize around the fire. However, my girlfriend at the time was starting to act really strange and her face started to look really old like shape shifting in front of me sort of fortunately we had two medicine women there and a man i will call a mystic healer man and myself i didn't know what to do but i but um i knew i had to do something i got the medicine woman to take her in the bedroom and ask the man to help i didn't know anything at the time what to do he took one look at her and asked her mm. Why are you doing this to this woman? The entity, the entity spirit said telepathically to the healer man, because I love her. I was there for two hours with them blessing out as much love as I could out of my chest like a care bear while she was screaming and telling him to leave her. Finally, he left after peaceful negotiations. My first experience with an exorcism. Yeah. After that, the mystic healer man said, I had lots to do, and this was the real beginning for me. Mm. Started studies in numerology, astrology, cards, Reiki, human design. I still read for people. However, I won't do any of uh, more of the dog and pony stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Mostly now, I never know when it will happen. People just come up to me and tell me stuff. And they say, I don't know why I'm telling you all this stuff. Usually I say, it feels right. Would you like me to tell you some stuff? They usually say yes with their eyes. And I ask for their birth date. And there we go. Wow. Namaste, David. Yes. Thank you, David. Thank you, David, from Vancouver. But yeah, I mean, I've had that happen too at airports. I would have random strangers talk to me while I'm indulging in my little latte from Starbucks. 
and blueberry scone and midway, like as I'm chewing my scone, someone will sit next to me and just share their entire life and start crying. Like, just trying to enjoy my scone. Do you want a piece of my scone, sir? Like, what's going on? Growing up, we used to always joke, my dad had that. Like, people would come really? up to him. Yeah, it was very specific. And they would come up to him in airports specifically. But kind of everywhere, like anywhere we were in public, strangers would come up to him and tell him the most unhinged, batshit crazy things about no. their life. Oh my God. Like, no, like, how, how are you? They'd be like, uh, guess what happened? And you're just like, uh-huh. well, we are diving in the deep end and I don't understand what's happening. Crazy. Oh yes. Oh, I all the time. But it's, it's always for me, it's always at an airport. I don't know what it is, but people will sit next to me and just start like um like dumping all this information. Sometimes there's something, there's something about airports. It's because it's like a timeless nega zone, like you can be you can look and there's someone drinking like hard liquor at like five AM. They're just, yeah. like, having their breakfast alcohol. Girl, I see that. There's people... Oh, my God. Like, I've done it. Like, I've done... <laughs> I've done the craziest shit. Like, the craziest things that I've ever done have happened in airports. Like, it, it's this weird... There's, like, weird sexual energy. There's weird, like... Especially, like, if you go to, like, the Vegas airport, good luck. It is a lawless a waste. bar right there. You could pick up somebody from that airport. You can drink and just walk around with your alcohol. You can gamble. Mm-hmm. It's truly the weird. So I, there's something that happens to our brains when we are like traveling and we are in an airport. It it I think that's part of it. It's like why people feel comfortable being like, I don't know, like this really weird story that I'm telling this stranger. Like, all right, go off, I guess. Yeah, I think it's because it's like, well, they're irrelevant. You know, when I get on my plane. Yeah, I'll never see them again. Plane, never see each other again then that's it you know it's like well you know in an hour or two after we leave we're just irrelevant to each other yeah that's crazy Mm -hmm. super weird portals i guess i don't know it's just something about it the portals you know airports yeah and when i was in vancouver last year yeah there definitely is like i mean i think all cities have a very specific energy like they just feel different from other cities yeah for all kinds of reasons but vancouver is like a very i loved it i had such a good time Obviously, like my roommate, all of her friends live there. So it's fun to be in a city with people who know the city. Um, But yeah, Vancouver, I believe it. I believe there's some weird stuff going on. I know. Keep Vancouver weird. But David's there, so he's making it weirder. Bless, I love it. All right. So we have another one from Whom Guadalupe. Yes. Please, she goes back and forth and stuff. And I have a follow-up email after this one. But she has quite a few interesting stories that um, you're gracing us with, right? Oh, I love that. I'm excited. It says, Hi, Tammy and Bryce. I hope this finds you well. I'd like to share my stories with you. And we would like that as well. Mm-hmm. My name is Lupe. I live in LA. And I am obsessed with all the paranormal and all the mystery things. You are in the right place. I do believe that I'm very sensitive to energy and this may be why things like this have happened. I have a few stories that happened at my current workplace. I work in a biotech company in the Los Angeles area and I've been there for approximately five years. Uh, My stories aren't that scary, but they are unexplainable. Thank God, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) The first one she titled, Unexplained Knots. 
chapter heads. <laughs> this happened my first year here, and when I was working the second ship, so I got out around midnight. At the time, the lab was that I was stationed in was in the middle of construction, and there was only one door in use that was the exit and entrance for the entire lab. Seems like a fire hazard, but who am I to say? <laughs> on this particular night, around 10 p.m., a co-worker and I were the only ones in the lab, and we heard knocking on the door that goes to the back of the building, like real knocking, not maybe something like just hitting the door by accident, just three hard knocks. It took me not even five seconds to open the door, but there was no one there, just darkness. Oh, these are scary. What are you talking about? I hate that. Yeah. I turned to my co-worker, who was walking down the hallway, and asked him if that was possible because the only way out of the back of the building is to badge out for a delivery truck gate and we know those take forever to open and close also we would have seen the gate opening or closing or if someone had to walk down the long alley like the back side of the building to go around but there was no one there that we could see at all to this day we never really figured out who or what was knocking at the door uh, no no thank you um number two is called a white figure this happened in my first year as well. I had already asked to switch into the first shift. I work with human specimens pretty much with blood, so to protect ourselves and the patients, employees need to always wear white lab coats, safety glasses, and gloves, and have badge access to the lab or pretty much everywhere on the facility, so that not everyone has access to the insider into the entire site. The badge readers make a loud beeping noise when someone is badging in the lab room. I was at is the first in the hallway next to the initial door. Also, the entire lab has sensor lighting. Now that I've set the scene, we can get to the actual story. This happened while I was in the lab by myself around lunchtime. There were only two other people on the shift and they were taking lunch, so I was by myself. You need a lab buddy. No, no by myself <laughs> action. Thank you. Uh, I was on my laptop getting work done when I see at the corner of my eye through the small window on the door something white that swooshes by. My first instinct is, hey, someone is back from lunch and is putting on their lab coat. But I immediately realized that I didn't hear the badge machine beep or the door open and none of the lights came on. I panicked and went to investigate the hallway to figure out what I saw, but I was too scared of what I might find. Did I really want to know? I was so scared and so many things went through my mind at that moment. Also, the light never came on so that I knew that there was nobody there. After about five or ten minutes, I heard the badge machine beep and the door finally opened, followed by my coworkers as they are downing in. I couldn't wait to tell them what had just happened. They gave me weird looks when I told them, and to this day, I don't know what it is that I saw. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. Ghost in the window. The third is titled The Pandemic. Well, ominous. This last thing happened to me during the pandemic. I feel like during the pandemic, something changed and everyone's inner instincts were wild, agreed, and maybe even amplified. Yeah. In 2020, I was still on the first shift. I was with a coworker and myself. She also believes in the supernatural, so it was much easier to digest what was happening with her. That makes so much sense. As I had previously, previously mentioned, our lab was in construction, and when I first started there at the time, our lab room had gotten a full makeover. Love it. I'm talking about glass walls and sliding doors with the expansion. We had our lab divided by fancy workstations right down the middle. Because it was just the two of us at the time, we would sit down on one side and work together and switch to the other side. It depended on what we needed to do for that day. While we were both working next to each other, random things would fall off of the shelves. Not violently fall off, but just kind of bob off. A random container on the floor and we would look at each other in confusion like, did that just happen? 
So the first time we walked over to the other point where we would joke and say, you better stop, come and help us work. Smart, get them on your side. Things didn't make much sense because we kept everything organized and this is California and everything is earthquake proof. So nothing should just be falling. Agreed. I always think that. True that, yeah. During this time, it got so bad that we started to feel weird energy and presence. I felt like I should not face my back to certain places because I felt like someone was there or watching me. No. I felt like it wasn't safe, so I would turn and look and then just turn away and turn my back somewhere else. We have a storage room that is not used as much as the rest of the lab, and even walking in there felt super weird. Ooh. I would walk in and literally run out. I feel that so deeply. Running up the stairs from the basement. <laughs> Correct. So I knew it was bad when even... I uh, Sorry. So I knew it was bad when even my coworker said to me that she felt weird sitting in the seat closest to the storage room, so we switched to the other side of the lab. Remember that the walls to our lab are glass, and we can see straight out into the hallway into the storage room door. So we both look at each other, and there's an agreement that we should do that. While that is happening, I started to feel that not-alone feeling, even at my house. Oh no. Late at night, I would wake up always around like 3 a.m. It's like my body knew after waking up, and the first thing I wanted to do was look at my closet. I thought to myself, Lupe, why are you looking there? You know nothing is there. And I would go back to sleep. I don't love that. That feeling got so bad that I asked my mom to give me a limpia. Yes, I believe in them. Love that. You because too. this feeling was starting to feel like I was anxious all the time, just looking at what was behind me, even though I knew there was nothing. So after about two limpias, things at home went back to normal. At work, it just started to calm down. I remember coming back home and telling my husband, like, oh, things are falling off the shelves. And him, as a non-believer, would say, oh, really? I told my sister once, and she asked me if I knew the history of the place. I did try to do some research, but I never really found anything. I was promoted to supervisor last year. Yes, we love that. And I'm not really in the lab anymore. I'm not sure if things still happen in that lab. No one has really said anything. I don't ask because I dislike when people think I'm overreacting or making things that make making things seem like they are not but we still do talk about our shared drama to others around halloween to spook them love it anyway thanks for sharing staying with me through the whole story and thank you both for sharing the supernatural side of the california dream i'd love to meet you you guys rock thank you lupe that is so sweet but absolutely no to having things wake you up at night no no no, no. i don't like that it laughs i mean i've heard a couple of stories about labs being haunted one primarily at a specific California school. Oof. And uh, I mean, I wonder what it could be. I mean, you are dealing with blood of a, another human being. Like, is there some sort of... Oh, that's true. Second, um, sometimes it's us that has a reaction to the environment. So are we pro possibly creating, you know, some sort of a poltergeist ourselves? Mm. Um, with the stresses and the demands of the lab could be, you know, something of like telekinesis, psychokinetic, those things can be attributed to such um, an environment, especially in an environment of a lab. It could be a little stressful. I can't even imagine why you think, let me look at theaters, why they're haunted. We're all <laughs> the stress of actors and techies. But well, and yeah. now, like, it's interesting that a lot of this stuff was happening after the renovation. So there's a lot of so yeah in and out of the space there's a lot of new material in and out of the space there's a lot of chaos in the space like that yes. makes sense you churn the water 
And that was like what I was going to lead to. The last thing happened to me during the pandemic. Of course, there were a lot of things happening mm. in houses that they didn't know were haunted <laughs> because they were always out working. And that's when the house probably came alive. Mm-hmm. And now that they were home, it's like, oh, I noticed this, you know, military looking man sitting in my kitchen table <laughs> enjoying some cornflakes. Like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was another thing. The renovation shook something up maybe it's not something that happened there what if it happened around there what i mean look at other areas outside next door um try to do more research on the land maybe something was built in its place you never ever know but crazy sounds like you had something but what was so amazing is that it was a shared experience Mm -hmm. you 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 know we still talk about our shared trauma Exactly. I mean, that's a shared experience that you not only had, but other people around you experienced with you. And that is so amazing, but scary at the same time. scary. Yeah. And definitely, like, do not follow me home. Do (laughs) do not come. Do not come. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah, she, um, I remember she sent, I don't know if we shared her story. I don't think we have, but... um, it comes with a picture, Bryce. So I'm going to send this to you right now. Ooh. Don't open it yet until we finish the story of it. I don't think we shared this one in particular. If we have, then it's a good one. And it does come with a picture that she didn't even have to circle it. I already saw it. It's really interesting and astonishing. So in this email, she writes, Hi, I want to follow up on my previous listener's tales. If you haven't already started working, I would like to mention my 2022 visit to the Whaley House and share what I believe could be something. You may, uh, you might not remember me from your live at the Queen Mary not too long ago, but I mentioned that my friends don't like to go with me on my haunted adventures, lol. Trust me, do you know how long it took me to get Bryce to get up his ass on the Queen Mary last month? What? <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. I do not be the smirch. I know. We need to talk about this after we get through with our listeners really quick. Because a lot of people want to know what you felt too. Um, But uh, let's see. On this adventure, my niece and I planned a day trip to San Diego. And I also brought my husband with me. He didn't know where we were going until we got there. And he saw on the side of the house, America's most haunted house. I had to bribe him with food and drinks from across the street. Absolutely. Especially the, from that Mexican restaurant. The margaritas are spicy. But he Give me was... one margarita. I'll go into a haunted house. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how the song goes. <laughs> was, it with, was it by Sweetie? One margarita. And two. Yeah. So to yeah. get to my story, we didn't feel or see anything while on the tour. The only thing that we questioned were was knocking while in the theater upstairs. Yes, that has happened we were the first three in the theater while everyone in the tour was still in the hallway when we heard two knocks i asked my husband if he knocked on the benches and he swore he didn't while my niece and i knew what we heard this could have been the building that is old or maybe a sign from the other side i'm sharing a couple of pictures that i believe show something i am open to maybe overthinking this but maybe it's something the first picture is in the courtroom i know the lighting is kind of bad but i don't understand why it looks so hazy inside. Hmm. If you look closely on the other door frame, it looks it looks weird, like maybe fire smoke coming from the courtroom into the store question mark. Hmm. I believe there is a fire in that part of the house at some point. I again, um, once again, that could be just me. 
the next pictures of the home nursery one is just a random picture i took and the next i intended to take a picture of the middle of the room if you look closely in the front of the crib there seems to be a figure i ought i added oh. with a red circle which i just sent to you bryce if you want to open it look at it now okay <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take. Oh my God! Ew! Oh my God! Oh my God! You saw it, right? You didn't even have to look at the red circle. You just. I literally can't even look at my phone right now. I can't even look at it. It's so. What the? Fuck? I could help you get into your character before your theater rehearsals tonight, but no. Why is it like a little? It looks like a little Ewok from hell. What the fuck? I girl, I already have a picture similar to like that because I'm that is a demon Ewok. That is not that is dark sided. <laughs> I need it. No. Oh my god. And the fact that there's like little nappies or onesies hanging over the side of the crib. This is dark sided. This is this is not Christian. <laughs> oh my god. What? I hate it. This is beyond nomothokis. This is what like is it? Face. It looks like a Flintstones vitamin. What am I looking at? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta close my phone. That is so heinous. That is hilarious. Bryce, why have an exorcism or cast the ghosts out when you can have Bryce Mitchell Williams go in and read them? Yeah, just fucking <laughs> stuff into their face. Oh my god. Okay. So. That picture is so. I don't even want it on my phone. I can't even look at my screen right now. Ugh. Oh my god, lastly I have a picture of one of the bedrooms where I managed to capture who I believe to be the daughter or lady of the house. Her picture on the reflection of the mirror. Next picture you can see the reflection of the blank wall. But I didn't notice it until months after. You may share the pictures if needed. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I'm so excited that I get to share this with you guys. I love everything spooky in LA. I would love to share a little more of my adventures with you guys, which you just did. Well, I will leave off with this and I hope to listen to the next listener's tale soon. Take care and happy holidays to you both. I, I will take the liberty to look at these pictures. Yes, that looks very hazy, but it could be due to the lighting. Sure. So picture, I mean, we'll post them all on our Instagram for you guys to, um, you know, discuss. But that picture, I want to pan it to lighting. I don't think it's anything paranormal. It just looks like it's a lot of warmth. It's a lot of warmth. That's why it looks hazy. Um, the other photo of the room, I don't see anything here. Um, nothing that really catches my eye. The, oh yeah, there's the crib. The one that really ticked the price off. Oh, I hate it. Okay, the mirrors. I don't, I really don't see anything in the mirrors. Um, let me, hold on. I'm going to zoom in. I still don't see anything. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. So I see what you mean. And there's a smaller mirror and you see a woman's face. It looks like a painting. Oh. I think it was probably reflecting on a painting. Yeah. Because I see what looks like a border above this woman's head. It looks like a painting that was caught on the reflection of the smaller mirror on the dresser but i will say guadalupe that you you definitely captured something in the room because i caught something similar to that in the living room 
and I'll repost it with your pictures so people can talk. But I really believe that that place is super haunted. I've heard so many reports of people seeing full-on, full-body apparitions. One of our friends of the podcast, um, Shanina, or Eaton Spooky on Instagram, she did an investigation there because you can sign up and do a group investigations at the Whaley House. She caught a shadow person walking on top of the stairs. It's so crazy and eerie. But yeah i mean my husband experienced things to this day he still pans it to the wind but yeah (laughs) but yeah i definitely think that you definitely caught something in that one photo guys will be posting them on instagram so you can chime in all right we have another one from our friend jacqueline and bryce bring this to a, a bit of a finale yes this is from jacqueline hello my name is jacqueline I live in Long Beach and I frequent the Queen Mary. I'm in love with that ship. Yes, I honestly, it's so beautiful. Anyway, I listen to all your podcast episodes. I'm addicted to them, by the way. Thank you. We're a drug you just can't quit. And just, that's right, David, you heard it here first. We're a drug. (laughs) (laughs) And just listen to your recent episode on the Queen. Yes. When you were discussing the captain's quarter, I had it chill run down my spine because in December of 2023, I was there and having a drink on the observation deck. I was taking random pictures and I believe I may have caught something or someone staring out of the captain's quarter window. Well, weird. I would like to share it with you guys and tell me what you think. Let me know. Thank you so much. I'll also send this to your inbox in case you don't see this email. Have a spooky day, Jacqueline. Yes, Queen Mary enthusiast. I love that. And I just. Is that what you just. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to burn this phone. New fear unlocked. Now it's me surprising you with these pictures. <laughs> now. I oh, mean, wow. Weird. I kind of see a little bit of a face. I want to say I'm 50. That one took me a little bit. Uh, like, here's the thing. That's, I think, why the baby picture shocked me so much. <laughs> because normally I can never see. I feel like I'm looking at a magic guy that I can't figure out. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't really tell. Is it? Kind of up toward the, yeah, the center it, of the square. Yeah, it's the upper center of the window. It looks like a face. Like where there's like light, kind of. Yeah. And with like hair on the sides, maybe. Yeah. And a beard and a nose and okay. a mouth. Now, it could be, it could be a face. It could be the face of Captain Jones who led the ship. Or Ooh. it could be Pyridolia. Uh I think it's Pyridolia where we see or want to see images in a picture of you know, we of what we had taken in a haunted location. We're making um, an image out of haziness and shapes and stuff. But I'm 50-50 on it. Yeah. Um, as I always mention to those who go on these types of tours and take pictures of these haunted locations, always make sure you take a sequence of photos so you can differentiate them. That's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, just so you can have comparison and a lot of variety. Um, because it kind of like lingers into uncertainty when it's just one photo. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, I, I, sometimes I can't see it that well, but that yeah. one, if you look, you can kind of see it. So look at me. I'm yeah. You can kind of see a face, but I mean, there have been reports of people seeing this captain and other things in this window. Like it is a very active place when we went yeah. to investigate it with, um, the gray ghost project so yeah which we definitely miss they invited us back in december so you left 
and they invited us back to investigate I think a couple days later after our last investigation but someone got sick and we couldn't follow through um, but they're so sweet yes, I just they're I have so much respect for both of them amazing they work so hard and they're so passionate we can't talk enough about them but it was worth every single penny they're I mean they're just amazing but um but yeah I mean in our post-mortem Bryce like you what did you feel like we make communication with something there or something residual or a combination at the Queen Mary yeah um what did I think I think I think a couple of things I, I kind of said this before and I mean it in the most it, it kind of sounds like I hear how it sounds but I do mean it in like a very positive way I think people really want the Queen Mary to be haunted. And yeah. so, and, and by that, I don't mean that I don't think that it is. Uh, I think that there are definitely things, I think Becca especially, but both of them, I think have a really good finger on the pulse of like, let's just let what happens happen. Mm -hmm. And we can only go based off of like data in front of us. And I think that that, is probably the smartest and most sensical way to approach the paranormal because we just don't know even and like becca talks about this on the tour uh not to give away like the show i guess but she says like you know one of the problems with saying like for example ghost is that we don't know what that means that's just like a catch-all term like we don't actually know what we're looking at so if you're like i see a ghost like well what does that mean to you what does that mean to me is right. that really what we're seeing and you know we try and always give our most like scientific and like unbiased opinions on what's happening but ultimately it is a uh, science rooted in experience like what you are experiencing can change from day to day she talks about how her personal experience changed from covid to post-covid so there's just lots of variables uh i think People bring a lot of energy to the Queen Mary and they really understandably so want to have an experience on the Queen Mary. It's yeah. like the Mount Everest. You want to make it to the top. So I think that that energy definitely comes into play. Our tour specifically, there was someone who really very obviously was like, I want to have a i don't know it was i want a ghost to push me against the wall yeah it was like i want to be in a horror movie ghosts. it was just like I a know. lot I, I literally one time told a person like this is not an eli roth film like right like, it's too much and so uh i think because of that there were some things that were like this is just like do i think that you're being hearing or doing what you're saying no but it's not for me to say so doesn't mm -hmm. that really matter uh aside from all of that uh, I think the Queen Mary is very special and the reason that people feel so attracted and drawn and protective of it. I've never, literally never heard someone be like, oh yeah, I went to the Queen Mary, I hate it. Or like, I went to the Queen Mary, it was okay. Every single person is like, I love it, I want to go back. I've been back many times. Yeah. I feel very protective of it. So I think that that speaks to something special that's there, regardless of what that is. At the very least... There is like an energy and a charm there that's really magical. There's something really special about the ship itself. Um, I think our tour itself was like 
pretty tame. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, she's kind of mentioned that like post COVID, the tours have been more, there just have been different results than how she was experiencing it during COVID, especially. But that makes perfect sense too. Like you were saying, all of a sudden, there's no one around on this like ship that can hold thousands of people. That's going to change the energy. And now they were gone and now they're back. Like if I was a passenger on a boat and all these people were in my way and then they all disappeared, I'd be like, oh, thank God. And then they all came back. No, yeah. I'd be so annoyed. So like, I think <laughs> all of that makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, it's great. Like truly, I cannot recommend the tour enough. Like it's, it's like the perfect crossroads of Becca's clear and obvious joy and passion for this work. Uh, her knowledge, the history that it yeah. provides, the ambiance, it's everything. It's if you like history, you should go. If you like paranormal, you should go. If you like an interactive experience, you should go. If you yeah. just want to like have a drink on a boat and feel like you're on the Titanic, you should absolutely go. Like it has something for everyone and they do such a good job. I can't recommend it enough. I had such a good time. Uh, really great. You no, know, I was not choked by a ghost, so like I guess that <laughs> that's the one caveat. I know yeah. people there. I mean, there are people that really. It's like um, they really were looking forward to something happening. Like there was this person on the tour that I I think they got pissed because nothing happened in room B three forty. Like they wanted to go in and they wanted to. And they're like, "Whoa, I think I saw a shadow." Oh wait, hold on. Did that bed? Did that, did that, did that blanket move? And one of the girls was like, no, that was my foot. Oh, okay. oh and even like while we were in 340, there was another person not on the tour who was like doing a live stream and he was like filming through the window and being like, oh, there's people in there. And I was like, yeah, we're on the tour and you're like trying to like <laughs> film something. That's great. I get it. Yeah. Like, so are we? But it was just very funny. Like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's fine, but okay. Yeah, it's like people, I don't know, they're like, I need to feel, I need to feel the room. Yeah. And he left, like that person left after room B. Like he just seemed kind of disappointed that mm. he didn't get the thrill of it. What I, I'm assuming, I, I kind of had a feeling like they're a bit of a YouTuber and I'm assuming yeah. he wanted that experience of what he sees, but you have to understand that that's overhype. And, and look, here's the thing, especially in LA, like, if you want a theatrical experience, there are escape rooms. There's, I was, that's literally what I was going to say. Like, you can find that. I, I recommend The Laughing Witch in Anaheim. I just did it. I'm so brave now because of it. It was excellent. I had a great time. It's scary as fuck. It's honestly the scariest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I, I screamed. <laughs> And I, my voice was forced from screaming. In Anaheim? What? Girl, I know. Well, I love an escape room. I know. Um, if that's what you want, that's fine. You can definitely find in LA specifically. There are theatrical things that will feel Halloween horror nights. There are things that will feel like a horror movie. If that's what you want, that's fine. But ultimately, these things that are paranormal investigations, it's you need to approach it with like a respect and a science mind. Like it's not you're not on a roller coaster. You're in a place of business or someone's house trying to understand and that requires scientific method like if you want to get the poltergeist experience go to university exactly that's why i'm so particular with who i allow to investigate with me i'm like 
I always reiterate, I'm like, guys, like this is not a show. Yeah. It's not an entertainment. Like I really want to go in and see what's there and collect data. Like yeah. I really want to collect that data so I could go back to my friends or, you know, converse with my groups and say, Hey, yeah. does this check out? Does this parallel? What do yeah. you think? You know, those I, mean, are I would say kind of- one of our more active investigations was at the East West Players Theater down yeah. and then like it was a very calm night. There wasn't any like jump scares. There wasn't like a ton of activity even. It was just like very subtle little things that were like, oh, this is like very interesting that this is happening. That really lines up with this and like really collaborating and corroborating and like matching up with the history and getting the history of the place. Like it's all very like we're not taking down doors and like shooting up like laser guns. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That is all in the movies. And we talk about this all the time. There's entertainment and there's everything else. I know. There's so much, like, there's a lot of video I had to delete because it was just us sitting there in quiet, just peace yes, and quiet. Yes, of course. Happening. I mean, that that is the reality of it. But um, we are actually, speaking of investigations, we're, ge- we're gearing up for another one pretty soon in mm. Highland Park. But this is actually uh, someone else's personal home. So this is a oh, bit wow. of a personal investigation. And, um, you know, shout out to Paranormal Gordo, but they invited me to investigate with them at this location. amazing. And uh, Momo, who leads it, uh, who was in, I think, Sons of Anarchy, no, Mayans, the Mayans motorcycle show. He's on there. So he leads this group and everyone's amazing. But I got to to sit down and speak with the owner of this house. Wow. And I got to research the home and it has a lot of history. That's incredible. Um, especially some deaths that occurred on the property, which he is, it has him wondering, um, is that who I'm seeing in the hallways? Hmm. So he's seeing full body apparitions. He's having a lot of things happen to him and the family that stays there sometimes. Um, but all in all, he needs help. So our friend Tanya from Ashe and Quartz, yeah, and Brujo 101, um, you know, has agreed to go and help him because I think in the end of the day too, people want answers. Like what are we truly dealing with? Yeah. And we want to really provide that for him. So we're going to go in there and sit down, listen to him, um, do a walkthrough, pretty much do the same groundwork we did at East West players. Mm-hmm. We're going to invite our friend Tim Roddy. Um, I haven't told Tim anything about this house, which is perfect. No one really knows. Yeah. I love Tim. So yeah, sweet. except for me. So I want you guys to walk in blindly and cold and that's see. Me so cool, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I love doing. I'm like, let me get two people. Let me get Tanya, who is a psychic, and someone who has, you know, certain abilities. Totally. And see what they feel and pick up, but because I like to see how that parallels, and it's yeah. gonna be fun. And um, we have other things planning for the works. Um, we planning. We are planning on doing something with spooky hootie towards the end of mm. this season. Yes, so um, there's a lot of great things that we yeah. need to finalize, and um, we're just you hear that, David. <laughs> I know David from Vancouver. We're gonna <laughs> make friend. him love us. Yes, no, love us. I'm just kidding. If it if it actually hurt my feelings, <laughs> I wouldn't joke about it because my feelings would be hurt. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take it to a close. Thank you so much. Yes, for thank you for these stories, listeners, episodes. Yes, thank you to everyone who submitted their stories and gave us permission to share images and their experience. Everyone except that picture of the baby. Honestly, don't ever send that to me ever again. Not cool. Oh, I 
love it now. I, I knew if you were in luck. Bryce, you want to check your messages? Do I? Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> no baby ghost, honestly. That's where it's at. If you're not listening to Hollywood Paranormal on any of your feeds, you should definitely sign up and do so. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, and also Spotify. We're on Spotify and Amazon Podcasts as well. And if you haven't gone and um, given us a review, please do so on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. I know it helps us become a little more visible. You can follow us on um, Facebook and Instagram at Hollywood Paranormal and on X at HWP Podcast. And if you want to sign up to be a Hollywood member of our Patreon, you can do so if you go to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollywood Paranormal. You can sign up for as little as $1 or more per month and you'll be also given access into our secret podcast society of Saturday Night Books Club. Of course, it's great. We've got a lot of great content, especially one from the Whittier Historical Society Museum. We collected some ghost stories, so you definitely want to tune in for that. All right, guys. Um, we hope that you're taking care of yourselves and that you are staying Holly Weird. Yes. And we are definitely going to get some dinner. And Bryce, you're going to go to your little theater. Well, I'm going to actually, yeah, I need to see, like, if it keeps raining, we've been rehearsing, obviously, like, in the garage, so I don't know what we're going to do. It's cold, and I'm a chilly little penguin. <laughs> uh, we're going to figure it out, though, for sure. Red leather, yellow leather, red. Yeah, this is the problem. It's the first show of the season. You're rehearsing January, February, March, and we rehearse in our garage outside. And every year, I forget, like, oh, it's, like, cold and rainy. We're drafting here. <laughs> like, in the fucking maintenance prayer, what we did last year, I'm, like, in my underwear. Like, why do we do this? <laughs> Whose idea was this? Like, oh, it's mine. Dedication, okay. determination. Yes. Life of an actor. Yes, so dedicated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take care and take care of each other. Take care of yourselves and stay holly weird. Bryce, do you have anything else you want to say? Bye, guys. And if you have any more listener stories, experiences, some your way to hollyweirdparanormal.gmail.com. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. <laughs>